So, my little crazy plan worked. I'm still not entirely sure how, but letting Patat slap me guided me in the right direction. We skipped to the room I always enter in my employer's building. At that time, I still didn't know if it was a castle, just a massive building, or merely a collection of separate towers. I left Blackie and Patat upstairs, Blackie was stuck anyway, and walked down to the bottom level. I'd never been through the door in front of me. Surely it would be locked. I turned the knob anyway. This is Nidak, my adventure, written down in a better way than I can tell it. Episode 25 The Order of the Red Knight Kitty meowed on Nedek's shoulders as she and her company of cat, dragon and gorwog appeared in the entrance hall of her employers. It wasn't really the building's entrance hall, but she entered that room every time she skipped there. She'd never been through the real main entrance. Everyone all right? With another meow, Kitty hopped off her shoulders and strolled over to Blackie. He gave the dragon two headbutts against the claw, before flopping down to wash his belly. Odd, queasy bit, fine butt. Blackie didn't look as at ease as Kitty did. No wonder. If she was nauseous like she just said, her position wouldn't help with feeling good. Her long neck caused her head to be squashed up against the ceiling, where it came together in a chip. The circular room was not made for a dragon. But that shook his head, the orange morning light, first light of the day, coming through the plain, blurred window made his wings look like a mesmerizing, iridescent sunrise. Wherever they had been before, it must have been a distance from here, enough to go back a few hours. Neda cursed. You might be stuck here, Blackie. I'm sorry, I should have thought of that. The window wasn't large enough for the beast, and the spiral stairs were certainly not an option. Not an option. Blackie replied by winking at her. Blackie replied by winking at her. She could probably break through the wall if she wanted to. Say put, let me see if I can find anyone. She glanced towards Patat. Skipping can be brutal the first times. You should feel fine again soon. Kid, this is not the grinding first time I burning skipped along. I'll be dripping fine. She acknowledged him with a grunt and poked at Blackie's ass, making her shuffle aside enough to walk down the stairs. A flutter of butterflies stirred in her belly. Previous times, she'd always been invited. At this moment, she felt like a trespasser. How would they react? She knocked down the small pit of doubt, the sliver of mistrust. They couldn't have been behind the attacks on her life. A brush of Kitty against one of her ankles brought her back from the cell of doubt. 
All right, buddy, you can come. She grabbed his lead. The next level of the tower had a high ceiling as well. Nidak had never been to any castle or large manor with a tower layout like this. It didn't make much sense. The spiraled stairs went right through the middle of the floor and ceiling. A simple wooden balustrade on the floor had a small gate to prevent one from accidentally falling down. It amused Nadek as the stairs themselves had no protection on the outside. If she misstepped, she could fall off. At least, in this room her fall could be cushioned by the plain plush carpet lining the entire floor. The familiar room looked the same as ever, with a table and a narrow, unmade bed, the walls bare. This was where she'd always been given food and a chance to rest should she need it. She went further down. The bottom room, at the end of the stairs, was only illuminated by the light coming from the stairs above and the slit under the door in front of her. She had checked out this room before. It was nothing but some sort of storage space. She stepped towards the door. A deep breath in. And out. She'd never been through it. Her employers had asked her, not forbidden her, to respect their boundaries, and Nidak had never even thought of breaking her promise. It would probably be locked anyway. Silly girl. She pushed through her trepidation and turned the knob. Too trusting towards people. The door wasn't locked. She forcibly stopped talking herself down, an old habit she still sometimes struggled with. She set her jaw. She was a confident woman and her employers were going to reveal all of their secrets. No more, Miss Nice Gal. Enough had happened to her lately. Besides, she had a dragon in the room above. Perhaps she could use that as a threat. A huge room revealed itself behind the door, stretching two levels, the ground floor and the first level. There was no doubt, this was a real entry hall. Nadak stood on the first floor, at the end of the open, balustraded hallway, which went almost all the way around. She guessed she must have been above the entry doors. That was odd. Did it mean the tower was actually halfway at the front of this building? Mansion or castle? The opposite end of the hallway stopped where the wide stairs started, in the corner across the hall to her right. Those wide stairs went along the wall, turned the corner and stopped nearly aligned underneath where her end of the hallway hung. Since there was no other way to go, she turned left to follow the walkway. She only had to take a few steps to get to its first corner. She ignored the shut door in front of her and turned right. After another right turn, she was on the last stretch towards the stairs. She passed another door, this one ajar. Curiosity won. A quick look into the room revealed it to be a master bedroom, 
with large canopied bed as the eye-catcher. It was gorgeous. A side room of the bedroom appeared to be a combination of a washing room with a basin on a vanity, a tub in the middle and a dressing room. There was a walk-in closet at the far end. There, a large, beautiful stand-up mirror caught her eye. She didn't care much for her own image. Pulling a face, she shook her head at a bad fit of her ugly clothes. The trousers did not flatter her wide hips at all. Frowning at herself again while trying to wipe away smears of dirt, she embraced the thought of ugly clothes being better than walking around naked. A smell invaded all her other thoughts, leaving nothing but a rumbling stomach. Hot food! As she stuck down, she froze midway. Voices floated up. Balls. She barely registered the paintings hanging from the wall. Still, they tickled something in the back of her mind. She ignored it. The butterflies in her stomach were out of control now. At the bottom of the stairs, her earlier guess proved right. The heavy double door to her left sat underneath the walkway spot where she'd emerged from the tower. She put her back towards the door, which made her look straight into another room. There they were. She could see them sitting at a table, eating. It wasn't what she expected. She'd assumed this to be an organization with many people at the head and many others like herself. This building wasn't a large headquarters. It was a home. Nedak pushed through her hesitation and continued towards them, her footfall dampened by the lush carpets. They weren't wearing the rich, hooded robes they normally wore. Instead, their clothes looked as if they belonged somewhere in the 17th century. Or earlier, or later... Nidak didn't know enough of old-fashioned styles to pinpoint the correct era. It could have been a combination of several different styles. This wasn't Earth, after all. It was the first time seeing their faces. The woman looked familiar. The conversation stopped. Nidak focused back on them. Her thoughts had been dwelling on what was so familiar about the woman's face, who looked straight at Nedak now, jaw slack, eyes wide. Nedak imitated the expression. Her mom! The woman's face looked like her mom's! The woman jumped up and ran around the table, her chair hitting the ground as she closed the distance. Nedak's reaction was slow. Before she could step back, the woman embraced her in a tight hug. You're alive, Princess Grace, you're alive. She was sobbing. Nidak's arms moved to push her away. They hugged the woman back instead. It had been too long since she'd had a hug like this. She violently repressed the memory of Whiny in the cave. That embrace didn't count. Not anymore. The man gently took the woman by the shoulders, 
pulling her away. Something stirred in Nedek's chest. Come, Krydek, let's give her some room. Nedek, sit, please. Are you hungry? He motioned towards the table. As Nedek sat down, she noticed the servant standing at the side, who walked away after the man whispered something. Kitty jumped on Nedek's lap. She stroked him with intent, glad to have him to hold her steady. Krydek? Nidak's voice croaked. That sounds a lot like my name. Is that coincidence? She sipped the water that put in front of her. At least she didn't tend to sip it. Instead, she downed the whole cup in one go and the next two refills. She let Kitty have a drink too. The servant came back with a bowl of something hot. Nidak's stomach growled again with the smell of the lentil soup. Soup as breakfast was one of the best meals. Krada glanced at the man. She took a deep breath as he nodded. It is time we tell her. There was a soothing quality to his deep voice. You've only ever known us as your employers from the Order of the Red Knight. Her eyes rested on Nadex, searching for something. They still dripped soft tears. That was a lie. There is no such thing as Red Knights. There is no order. We. She hesitated, glancing at the man. He grabbed her hand and gave it a little squeeze. Made that up to protect you. Nedak resumed spooning soup to her mouth, using it as a distraction, doing everything she could to keep the anger at bay. It was difficult. We are your family, the man jumped in as the woman had choked on her next words. Krydek is your aunt. She's your mother's older sister. The spoon stopped right in front of Nedak's mouth. Her hand trembled hard enough to spill most of the soup over the sides. She dropped it back in the bowl. Keep on talking. You have been listening to Nadek, Chapter 25, The Order of the Red Knight. Narrated, adventured and lived through by myself, Nadek. Written in a better way than I can tell it by Astrid Jeff. Don't go just yet. We've got... Blah, 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 blah. You all know how it goes. Bloopers at the end of this episode. But first, something different. A little message from Astrid Jeff. This was episode 25, which is incredible. For me, this chapter signifies an important point in the story. Nedak is out of the woods and into a populated area. More characters will pop up and the story will gain more complexity. I never thought this would happen. I used to release three flash fiction stories a week on my website. That's how Neda got born, as a small 700-word story. I knew straight away I had to continue it, so I did, not knowing where it would go, just throwing all my weird into it. Then, I started a different project, while still getting one chapter of Nedek out each week. That other project is Tear of the Sky, a narrative 
Fantasy Choices podcast. I knew I wanted it to be a podcast, but I added a twist that listeners will be able to choose between two options for how the next chapter continues. But I had no podcast experience at all, and I really wanted, and still do, it to be awesome and perfect enough to set up a Patreon for it. Working my way up to getting some income from my writing, you know? So that's how Nadek the podcast arose. My practice podcasts, I called it fondly, and still do, although it's grown so much beyond a practice podcast. I'm extremely happy I did it. While I know the story isn't perfect, there may be some small plot holes and it probably could use better editing, I'm still proud of every episode I release, even prouder of being consistent with the release every week. What's next for Nadak? Right now, the first draft is almost finished. It has passed novel length, which is amazing when you know how it started. The podcast will obviously continue until the end. And then, when I reach the end of Nadek's first draft, which will be very soon, I'll put it aside for a little while and continue writing Tear of the Sky. Eventually, I want to rework Nadek and add more point of views, making it more interesting. I'll try to get a proper editor work their magic on it, and I'll aim to release it as a proper book. Wow, how surreal would that be, eh? Anyway, if you're still listening, thank you so much for being part of this journey. I love you. And feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at astrojeff or at Nedek and Kitty or on Facebook and Instagram astrojeff. See you in the other realm. Bye-bye. With another meow, Kitty hopped a hop... <laughs> Fuck that. She stepped towards the door. The what door? And out. What the fuck? A huge, a huge room revealed itself. Blah. A huge room revealed. <sighs> I don't know if that is understandable, but I did the best I could. Now let's just drop that. Why does my voice do that? She barely registered the paintings hanging hang. Got a lot of towards in this one, don't I? Well, that's just the way it is. Nedak Im Nedak even made She's 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 She sipped the water the water? For me, this chapter signifies an important pain. An important pain in the story? What?